Of the Knicks Film School podcast. Um, I am once again flying solo tonight. The rest of the world um, is sleeping. Um, probably did not stay up till the end of this. Um, yet another Knicks loss in a season that uh, we are now at the halfway point of. Um, I'm not going to spend a, a ton of time talking about this game. Um, because there's really not much to say. The Knicks lost to the Warriors 122 to 95. Um, in short, they kept it close for about 20 minutes. They actually had a one point lead with um, three minutes to go in the second quarter, at which point the Warriors, uh, from that point forward, went on a 41 to 14 run over the rest of the second and um, most of the third quarters. It was a game that was out of reach by the middle, end of the third. Um, Clay Thompson went off, finished with 41 points. Excuse me, I think 40, 41 points, 43 points. Oof, he's good. Um, and no Knicks did anything of note. If you're looking tomorrow morning at the box score and you're like, oh, Mario Hazonia had 19 points in 25 minutes on 12 shots. Yeah, um, about half of those came after the game had already been decided. Um, yeah, so no Knicks really did anything particularly great tonight. Um, Moutier had a, a couple of Knicks had worse games than others. Uh, Moutier had a rough night. He was not in command of the offense. More on him in a bit. Uh, Kevin Knox, another rough shooting game, although... Um, in comparison to Damian Dotson, who missed all seven of his field goal attempts, Knox was uh, <laughs> Knox was shooting like Clay Thompson tonight. Um, Trier still looks out of sorts. Finished five for thirteen from the field. It was just listen. When you have the most talented team in the league playing the least talented team in the league, um, it's probably going to end like this. And the fact that the Knicks came out and withstood an early punch from the Warriors, you know, they should get some credit for that. And and that's kind of how I want to transition to the the main crux of what I want to talk about to tonight, um, which is where are we at with this team? You know, where are we at with this team? It's now 41 games into the season. We're officially halfway home. Uh, the Knicks have 10 wins, 31 losses. If you're looking at um, advanced statistics, I, I they don't have them up yet, but heading into tonight, Knicks were, um, I want to say, fifth from the bottom in net rating. The other four teams that they're competing for uh, for lottery balls with were all below them. Probably after tonight, I would guess that the Hawks will leapfrog, leapfrog them in terms of net rating. Um, you know, most of the numbers on them are bad. 
assists are still bad. Defense, they're second from the bottom. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things that you could point to as a fan and look at and say, you know, why the hell should I have any hope for this team in terms of in terms of just seeing growth, in terms of seeing signs that the coach and the coaching staff is are putting systems in place that, you know, can sustain over the course of several seasons, ideally when this team starts to get some better players. And it's a fair question to ask. It's an incredibly fair question to ask. And I'm not going to sit here and, and try to put lipstick on a pig and tell you everything's um everything's wonderful because you know when you're 10 and 31 and you're giving up the second most points in the league um it that I mean that speaks for itself that being said um you know me I'm always about perspective and I think anytime you're considering anything with this team you have to throw in the fact that they are not only the youngest team in the league, which they are, um, they're not only incorporating or have for most of the season incorporated a rotation, half of which is comprised of first or second year players and um, several other guys. This is their first year on the team. Um, arguably the least talented team in the NBA in terms of NBA ready talent. I mean, obviously we know guys like Knox and Frank and Mitch um, have talent, but in terms of like two way guys who are ready to contribute on both ends. Yeah. They have less of those than, than, than probably any team. It's, it's maybe between them and the Cavs. So you look at all that stuff and you consider all that stuff. And then you go back and you say, all right, through 41 games, um, are we seeing them just come out and at the beginning of games just kind of not compete and be down, you know, 32 to 15, 35 to 20, whatever, at the end of the first quarter? No, that's not what we're seeing. Have we seen them get blown out ultimately in a lot of these games? Absolutely. But with some exceptions, obviously, most recently the Utah game um, earlier in the season, you could point to the OKC game. You could point to the first Magic game. I want to say there was probably two other games where they came out and just were non-competitive from the get-go. But for, you know... 85% of the games that they've come out um, and played this year, the Knicks, they compete. They play hard. They don't always play smart. Um, They rarely play good, on defense at least. But they play hard. And they bring effort. And they're, you know, trying. Which should be a prerequisite for every NBA team. um, Even bad ones. But... Look around the league. You could look, you know, if you're ever scrolling around scores, um, a lot of times you see these god-awful teams be down by, like, again, 40 to 20 or 38 to 17 or whatever it is after the first quarter. And 
Like, that's the worst thing that you want to see. And I know what that feeling is like because I've been a Knicks fan for a lot of years. And I've seen season after season where that's what it looks like. And they come out and they just don't give a shit. And say what you want about Fisdale, and God knows you could levy a lot of criticism his way because for as little talent as there is on this team, um, I'm also not sure you, you, you've you seen some of the things that you want to see, and we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, say what you want about him. He has the guys playing hard. He has them playing, you know, together, and for the most part, unselfishly. Now, that transitions us into the discussion of, all right, what's been really concerning about this season? And for all of the issues that the Knicks have had, so many of those are going to go away once this team is actually better and gets better players. And there aren't many things that I could point to and say, yeah, that's a legitimate concern that I have about this this coach and this coaching staff. The one thing that I guess I will point to is that, um, you know, I, I just, we're 41 games in, and I thought by this point, the team would have some semblance of an identity um, on at least one end of the floor. Now, they don't have an identity on defense at all, um, like even remotely. They do have a little bit of an identity on offense. And, and oddly enough, the lack of identity on defense is actually the thing that worries me um, less of those two because they are chock full of so many bad defenders. Uh, I, I don't like how, how can you have a team identity on defense when you just don't, don't have guys who are good at defense and in a league that's getting more and more sophisticated in terms of the offenses that you have to guard. Um, you know, again, what are you supposed to do? They've kind of started to trap now. Maybe they're, over the next 41 games, we're going to see more of that, and that's kind of going to be their identity, an aggressive, a more aggressive defense. I'd be fine. I'd be okay with that. Um, but, yeah, the more concerning thing for me is on offense. What are the Knicks on offense? What, what do they want to model themselves after? What do they want to be? And I think thus far, if you were going to put a word on it, it would be aggressive. They've tried to be an aggressive team. They try to, and I've I've preached this many times in context of talking about Frank Nilakina, and the reason that he has, you know, gotten benched here and there is because he doesn't have that aggression. And Fizz seems to want to run an offense where he's setting a lot of screens, high high screens, double double screens, um, you know, Spain pick and roll. We've seen a little bit of that. Um, just to try to get his ball handlers and his guards going downhill towards the basket and then kicking out to kicking out to open shooters. And that's fine if 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 you want that to be your offense and it makes sense that he has empowered and really 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 
tried to get behind this Emmanuel Moutier thing because of all of the players on this team, Emmanuel Moutier is the best equipped to run that offense. He is a big body. He can get in the lane. He's kind of quick. Um, and he's a good passer. And we've seen some progress from Moutier. We didn't see it against the Warriors um, tonight, but we've seen progress from him on that front where for most nights this year, well, no, I won't say most nights, for portions of many nights this year, their offense has looked okay. But I guess I I, I don't know. I want to see a little bit more at this point. I want to see a little bit more variety. I want to see, like in a night like tonight, so the Warriors were like playing off of the Knicks shooters because the Knicks shooters are bad. And, you know, other teams do that and it allows them to kind of clog the lane. And the Knicks really have no recourse. They have no recourse because when <laughs> when you don't really have an offensive system other than to try to, you know, get the snowball rolling downhill and, and hope everything generates from there. There are times like we saw in the third quarter against the Warriors tonight where the Knicks scored, um, what did they score? They scored 19 points. And for, I want to say the first 10 minutes of the quarter, they had about 13. It was ugly. And we've seen stints like that from the Knicks this year where the offense just looks ugly. And again, I'll go back to the fact that they don't have good shooters. They have the worst true shooting percentage in the league. They have the worst effective field goal percentage in the league. They have no one who you would consider even remotely a threat from three-point land, other than Luke Cornett, who's been, you know, a minor revelation. Um, but, yeah, so, I don't know. I, I, I'm i not going to... The, the reason I'm going to sit here and I'm going to defend Fizz more than I'm, I'm killing him is because as much as I would like to see a more a little bit more progress in terms of the offense and what they're running and and maybe some more sophisticated stuff I also don't know how you do it with this particular group of guys um so yeah maybe we could see a little bit more on that front over the last half of the season and that gets into the last thing that I want to talk about, which is we are getting close to the point in time where Knicks fans um, are essentially going to be rooting for losses. And I, 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 I'm, I'm not there yet. I don't think I'll ever get there um, because I still, you know, because ultimately what What's the goal? The goal is to get elite talent. The Warriors reminded us tonight that for all the bells and whistles and other crap that you could talk about, the only thing that matters in this league is how many top, top, top guys do you have um, that wear your uniform. And right now the Warriors have more of them than anybody else, and that's why they're going to probably win the championship again this year. But I, I guess... I guess the reason why the last thing I'm going to say right now in, in this kind of like first half of the year uh, recap is be careful about 
just blatantly rooting for this team to lose for the rest of the season. And I know you're probably listening to that and be like, wait a minute, didn't you just say that all that mattered was elite talent and there's only one elite talent in this draft and it's Zion Williamson and, you know, every loss gets us closer to him? Well, yes and no. Um, The worst three teams in the league have the same lottery odds in terms of getting the number one pick. And I think the fourth worst team in the league doesn't, the odds aren't that much different. They drop a percentage point, maybe a percentage point and a half, two percentage points, something very small. So, yeah, and, uh, you know, even if they do finish with the worst record, their odds of getting the the number one pick are, uh, I think, 12 point something percent. Um, 13%, what, 14, something in that range. It's it's low. Meanwhile, um, you know, we saw Kevin Durant tonight. That smoke has been blowing for, you know, since the summertime. It's still there. His answers tonight or earlier today when he was asked some questions about, you know, the free agency rumors and whatnot. I mean, obviously he didn't say anything revealing, but he also didn't dismiss it. Um, in a way that you would expect someone to, who just, you know, had no desire to even contemplate changing teams this summer. And, you know, he made a point to say, and I forget what his exact words were, but he made a point to say something to the effect of that the Knicks play hard, they're a tough team, you know, gritty, whatever word he used. I think it's really important to finish this year over the last 41 games being more competitive than they've been thus far. And if that means, you know, some of these games that slip away in the fourth quarter turn into wins and they don't finish with the most losses in the league and instead they finish with the third worst or the fourth worst record or fifth worst record, God forbid, I, for one... I'm going to be happy about that. And I know I'm in the minority on that. I know everybody out there is going to be like, you're, you're nuts. But I could promise you this, that if this season goes the other way and they, you know, just turn these competitive efforts, I mean, not tonight, they lost by whatever, uh, 27 points, but like, the competitive efforts that we've seen from them for most of the year, if those start to get even less and less and the losses start to pile up even more than they already have, I could. there's 0% chance that anyone of note is going to come here in the summer, um, let alone Kevin Durant. If, on the other hand, Fisdale gets this thing moving in the direction of, all right, now... All those games that we, you know, got smoked in the fourth quarter, but that were close for three quarters or three and a half quarters or until the last several minutes. If they start winning some of those games, um, and I'm not talking about like late April or, you know, April games. I'm talking about games like starting around now. Um, if they start winning some of those games, I... I know I'm in, I'm in the minority on this, but I think that has value. I think people notice that, and I think people around the league, you know, will care about that stuff. And I think it'll be a sign that this team and the program that they are trying to build is headed in the right direction. 
So I guess the last thing that I have to say is if you're asking me what my hope is for the second half of the season, yeah, I hope that they win like 16 or 17 or 18 of the last 41 games. Uh, do I think it's likely? No. <laughs> um, I don't think it's likely, but I do think it's possible, and I think it's meaningful, and I think it matters, and I, given the way the lottery odds are right now, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world if that's what ends up happening. So there you go. That is my state of the Knicks after 41 games. Um, this will be... Let's see. What is tonight? I've lost track of days. It's a Tuesday night. We got a light light week this week. Um, I, this will probably wind up being the last podcast for the week. We do have a big week next week, though. We have, um, I want to say, three or four lined up for next week. Um, some good ones coming up. But, yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a light week. So, um, yeah, for everybody who's been listening to these throughout the first half of the season, uh, thank you. Um, because it's been a pleasure and... We have some other really good guests lined up for the second half of the year. Um, some fun basketball people, some fun, um, maybe not technically basketball people, but people who you'll recognize and you'll appreciate and you'll you'll like their uh, insights. So definitely look forward to all that. And uh, yeah, I hope this uh, I hope this is the start of you know, a second half of the season that maybe we get a couple more wins than we've gotten so far. That's just me. Don't kill me. All right. Everybody be well. I will talk to you soon. And yeah.